John chapter 1, verses 19 to 28. And this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptising if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptise with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptising. All right, so as we live out our faith in Jesus, uh, people take notice. And when they take notice that we as Christians are different, sometimes they ask us, well, who are you and why do you do that? In our scripture reading today, we saw people approaching John the Baptist uh, because it was being noticed that he was doing something different, that he was baptizing people. Just before in our text in verse 18, Jesus is declared as being God. And then after in verse 29, John the Baptist says that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is why John said that he is not the Christ. John was someone who lived out his faith in God in his way and people noticed something different about him. And when he was asked, he pointed to God instead of himself. So when people notice something different about us as believers today, there are three things tonight. One, who we are not as Christians. Two, who we are as Christians. And three, why we are Christians. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are God, Lord, and that you made a way for us to return to you. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. Thank you for others as well, like John the Baptist, who ministered on your behalf and was the voice who cried out in the wilderness. Lord, as we look into this word today, help us to see your truths and what your truths mean for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So first of all, who are we not as Christians? As humans, we have the tendency to put ourselves at the center of the universe. We love to lift ourselves up, especially when people uh, notice something different about us. But the Bible is not about who we are and what we do. The Bible is about God and what he has done. The Bible says that God created the universe that God sustains it, and that God rescues people through himself in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the name above every name. And he is the only name that saves. He is the Christ, in the Greek, the Christos, the anointed one, 
He is the Messiah, the Mashiach in the Hebrew, the promised king of the kingdom of God. The Messiah, the Christ, the Hebrew word, the Greek word, they mean the same thing, that Jesus is the chosen one, that he is the name above every name. This is one reason why I get concerned when Bible teachers and preachers uh, become famous, because they put themselves in danger of acting like they are the center of the universe, that their name is important. And we've seen it many times when a preacher gets uh, godlike status. Uh, they have years of fruitful ministry. They might do things like write a book and have a TV channel and uh, write on things like TikTok and Facebook. But then a great many of them fall away. They compromise their theology to keep their name great. Or they fall into some grave sin, or even worse, they fall from the faith altogether. Fame is a very tricky situation to be in. The reason why I bring this up on a global level is because this sort of fame can also happen at a local level where pastors with tens or hundreds or even thousands under their care start to believe that people's faith relies on them and their name and not in Jesus Christ. Fame, whether in the hundreds locally or in the millions globally, can puff people up into a false sense of self-importance. And this was the danger for John the Baptist. The ministry John was doing for God, well, it was gaining fame. And people were hearing his name. Thousands were flocking to him, and people were calling him things like the Christ. So the religious leaders of the day, well, they heard this, and they sent out priests and Levites to find out more. And when they questioned John and asked if he was indeed the Christ, he said, no, I am not. Which is why I have a greater appreciation for John the Baptist when in verse 35 to 37 of chapter 1, it says this. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. So when Jesus walked past, uh, John didn't say to his disciples, no, no, stay with me. He pointed his disciples to the Christ, and they followed Jesus. I mean, in modern terms, this would be like John telling his followers on Twitter, uh, right, click that unfollow button, go on, stop following me now, because there's the Christ, follow him instead. John knew that he wasn't that important. Yes, he was sent by God to personally prepare the world for the arrival of Jesus Christ. And yes, he called people to repentance. Hence, it was John the Baptist, he was baptizing people, he had a name. But like anyone other than Jesus, he knew that he was not the Christ. He was simply a witness for the Christ. And it is the same for all Christians today, including pastors. None of us are the Messiah. None of us are the chosen one. Only Jesus has the, has the power and authority to save people from their sins. People's faith does not rely on us. 
It doesn't rely on pastors. Do you agree, Jason? Amen. It's for Jesus and Jesus only. Therefore, as Christians, we are not the Christ. So secondly, who are we as Christians? Well, this is where, again, reading around our text uh, helps. Because look at what verses 6 to 8 uh, says about John the Baptist in chapter 1. It says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, the light here is Jesus, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So who are we as Christians? Just like John, as Christians today, we are simply witnesses for Jesus. That is who we are. We belong to God and we are his children. But like John, our role in this life is simply to be witnesses for Jesus Christ and to live for him. For Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But a lot of us find it difficult in being witnesses for Jesus. We know we are Christian. We know we believe. But when people notice that we are different and ask why that is, sometimes we struggle to give an answer. Well, let's take a look at verses 22 and 23 again and see how John the Baptist dealt with this. It says from verse 22, So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. John's answer. It was so good, wasn't it? He quoted Isaiah and said that he was the voice on behalf of God. That's great. But some of us might be thinking, well, we are not John the Baptist. How on earth can we answer like this? I mean, yes, as believers today, we are the voice that speaks on behalf of Jesus. We are his witnesses. But when we get asked why we are different, sometimes we don't know what to say and we are afraid of making mistakes. And there may have been times when we think, oh, why did I say this or why did I do that? And that can lead us down a path where we think, well, we can't do this because every time we do, we just mess it up. So you might be thinking, well, we are not like John the Baptist. But consider the Apostle Peter. I mean, when Jesus was arrested, Peter got his sword out and chopped someone's ear off. And then he denied knowing Jesus three times. He made mistake after mistake. But a little while after that, he proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ to a crowd and 3,000 people came to faith. So Peter did not let his mistakes get to him and God kept giving Peter the opportunities to serve in this way. Now, I don't expect uh, any of us to be speaking to a crowd of 3,000 people anytime soon, but Peter encourages me because every time someone asks why we are different, well, 
it is ongoing com uh, training for the next conversation and the next one after that. I mean, that's how training works, isn't it? Especially in sport. We don't become amazing players overnight, but with practice, we develop. So rather than being down about the mistakes that uh, we make and, and then give up, we can evaluate what we said and think, how would I say it better next time? Yes, we may not be like John the Baptist in the way that he used Isaiah in his reply. But as Christians, we know who Jesus is. He is our Lord and Savior. And whether we know little or a lot of God's word, uh, Jesus uses uh, our efforts for his purposes. Now, I've been a Christian for 11 years. Uh, I came to faith in Jesus Christ when I was 26. And one of the things that uh, happened which led me to Jesus was uh, when I was playing in a football tournament back in England. So when I say football, I'm talking about the round-shaped one where it actually goes where you kick it. Now, I noticed that uh, one of my teammates, uh, his name is Lee, he was reading a book in between matches. And so I asked Lee about this book. I said, what's that book you're reading? And he said, it's the Bible. And I was intrigued. Previously, I'd seen, yes, Christians are different. And so I asked Lee about the Christian life and about Jesus. Now, at that point, Lee was a new believer. He did not know much of the Bible, but he shared with me what he did know. And it was in that moment that God used Lee as a voice for Jesus. I mean, this is probably one of the reasons why I like to do one-to-one -one Bible studies in cafes, because it gets God's word out in public, and sometimes people notice. So who are we as Christians? We are simply witnesses of Jesus Christ. Now, the third and final thing that I want to point out from today is what John the Baptist said in verse 27 and that the Christ is the one who comes after John, the straps of whose sandals John is not worthy to untie. Now, just like John the Baptist, none of us are worthy. So why are we Christian? Well, because in verse 29, John spoke about the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God, of course, being Jesus. Jesus took away my sin. He took away your sin. He saved us. We were not worthy, and he did not have to do that. We should have been on that cross, but Jesus took our place. This is why the gospel of Jesus is such good news to us. Because anyone believing that Jesus, the worthy one, is Lord, and that God raised him from the dead, God gives them the right to be children of God and have eternal life. And this amazing news of Jesus was made known to us through the word, which came to us through the voice of a family member, through the voice of a friend, through the voice of a stranger, or someone else like the voice of a football teammate. Whatever the case, when we came to faith in Jesus Christ, it wasn't because we were born in a Christian family or through the decision of someone else. It was because God made a way for us to hear and believe in Jesus Christ. Take a look with me at verses 12 and 13. 
it said, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is why we are Christian. Because we are born of God. And God saved us at a very specific time and in very specific situations that are unique to every single one of us. So the fact that we are here in Butler is no accident. God has placed us here at this time, in this place, not only that we would believe in him, but that others may also hear about the name of Jesus Christ through our voices. And one of the ways that uh, people hear about Jesus is when those times come up that they notice that we are different and they ask why. These are the moments that God gives us a voice to tell them about the one who is worthy to follow, the name of Jesus the Christ. Now, yes, it might be scary. We might not be like uh, John the Baptist. We might not even be like the Apostle Peter. But that doesn't matter because like them, we are not the one who saves. Jesus is. He is the Christ, the Messiah. He is the anointed, chosen King of God. We just point people to King Jesus and leave him to do the rest. And God has placed us in many unique situations so that he can use our voices. Now, you might be the only one in your family who is a Christian. You might be the only one in your workplace who is a Christian. You might be the only one in school or in your football team who is a Christian. But that is God placing a voice in the wilderness. And that voice speaks on behalf of the light who is Jesus. And the light of Jesus will appear to others as you live for him. There will be times as your relationships grow uh, with the people around you, and you will be saying no to certain sins and saying yes to different things as you live differently for Jesus. And that light of Jesus gets brighter and brighter the longer it is there. It is like a, an energy-saving light bulb that when you turn it on, not much light comes out of it, and you think, well, what's the point of that? But then half an hour later, you're almost blinded by it. So when people notice and ask, why are you different? Why do you not get drunk? Why do you not swear? Why do you go to church? Well, we can say it is because I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And in our conversations with people, we can, uh, sorry, we can quote scripture like John did. Maybe something like John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Or we can simply say, I live this way because I love Jesus. He showed me this new way to live. And he loves me so much, he died for me so that I could have life with God. Whatever we say, 
It is in those times that God has given us a voice wherever we are to point people to Jesus. We are not the one who saves. Jesus is. He is the Christ. But as we live out our faith in Jesus and people ask, why are you different? Those opportunities will come up to point people to Jesus. And if you are here today because you've noticed something different about Christians and you recognize that Jesus is the one you have been looking for, that he is the Christ, the only one that can reunite people to God, then I urge you, respond to King Jesus today. Respond to him now. Repent from your sins. That means to turn away from them and turn to God. Give your life to following Jesus Christ. Believe on his name and you will be saved. For Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Why don't we take a moment of silent prayer to reflect on these truths today? And then I'll finish up. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us and that those who believe on his name will not perish but will have eternal life. Lord, I do pray for anyone here today who is thinking about these things, that they will give their life to you that they will turn from the things of this world and that they will turn to you and repent of their sins and believe on your name, the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you that we are not the one who saves, but you are. People's faith relies on you and not us. Lord, this is a great assurance. But also, Lord, you have called us to be witnesses to our local area around here, Lord. Lord, help us listen out for those opportunities to give the word of truth, the word about Jesus Christ, that he is the one who saves to all those around us, whether it's at work, through sport, through school, whatever situation we find ourselves in, Lord. Lord, when those situations do come up, we pray that the Spirit will give us the words to say and that people will have their hearts stirred to search for you. Thank you that you are the name above all names, Lord, and we glorify your name. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.